Hello, Grace Auburn Church family. Welcome to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. My name is Lee Cadden. I serve as the pastor and host to this podcast for the church, and it is my joy today to be joined by one of our elders, Mark Weeks, as we tell the story of how we've gotten to today on this process of praying for our next church home. It has been 27 months since we commenced or commissioned a facility search team to prayerfully consider all of our options in the community. And so instead of just having a short conversation about or a short blurb from the stage during our announcements time, uh, which we did do several weeks ago, we thought that a longer conversation on that process, how we got to today, what were uh, many of the other options that were on this map that we reference numerous times, what were some of the places that we were excited about and the ones that fell through to get away, so to speak? How do we uh, reconcile those things in our minds and hearts? How do we uh, rejoice when the Lord says no and when he leads us in other directions? And how uh, our own expectations, our own thoughts, our own desires for what a long-term church facility, what a long-term home might look like, how uh, sometimes the Lord takes those things away and asks, am I enough as what you want uh, more important than what I want or what I may have for you and your church. And uh, toward the end of our conversation, we ask some hard questions. Um, does this feel rushed? Is this something that the leaders are just pushing through, looking for approval on? And uh, how we respond in conversations and how we hope to continue responding in one-on-one conversations with anyone that may have questions. So uh, this conversation, I hope, will bring a lot of life Uh, I hope it will be a gift to you wherever it is that you are listening to this episode. This is my conversation with Mark Weeks. In the summer of 2021, life was resuming, I'm going to call it a normal pace. Grace Auburn Church was growing. We were excited to welcome new families, new college students, young professionals and internationals into our church family. We were also at the same time beginning to feel the pinch of cramped quarters and sensed the need as elders to commission a team of professionals who knew well the real estate landscape in our community. At that point, we gathered together a group of believers, members of our church who collectively uh, had over 100 years of professional real estate experience both in this community and in the places that the Lord had brought them from. Over the last several weeks, we've shared on Sundays during our prayer moment, we've shared on Sundays during the sermon, we've shared over video, we've shared uh, in conversations and in emails with our members all that possibly lay before us. Uh, We briefly shared the journey that we as a search team have been on for the past two years. I think if I do the math right, it's actually closer to 27 months now. Uh, I I shared that a a few weeks back in our prayer moment, but it felt like in light of the chance that things might get a little lost in translation or just it might not have been heard uh, from the stage live on a Sunday morning, we felt like a longer form conversation on that entire process, the 27 months, that that this would be a good space to do that, that the podcast that the Lord has given us uh, here at Grace Auburn might be a space to have a longer form conversation. As of this episode, we are currently under contract on a property 
on Skyway Drive. Our desire as leaders has been to include our church family on every step of that process and really have them involved in every step of the process. So again, to be clear, this contract that we are now under uh, as a church with this property, it is binding, but it is only binding insofar uh, as three things happen. That one, the city approves our rezoning process, that the Lord would go before us to make that happen, or he won't. Uh, number two, that the Lord provides the necessary funding uh, in order to purchase this property and to convert it into a worship space. I hope to have more of that conversation, the financial side of things, uh, here in the coming weeks. Uh, and then lastly, and this is how we prayed on Sunday together, that there would be unity amongst our church on this being our right next step. To put it plainly, the purchase agreement gives us time and space for prayerful consideration for all of these things. Today, I'm joined by my brother and elder, Mark Weeks, on the podcast to share his thoughts on the journey that we've been on together. Mark is husband to Michelle, father to Ava, Harrison, Hudson, JJ, Jackson, Georgia, and Addison. He's the owner of multiple restaurants here in town and has been on our elder team for several years while also working alongside of myself, Carrie Bradley, and multiple, as I mentioned, trusted long-term real estate professionals here in our community. These men are also members of our church. Mark, my brother, thank you for being here with me today. Appreciate it, Lee. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to, to come sit down across the table from you. It's like I was telling you before we started today, last time we did this was, was COVID, and it's, uh, it's fun to journey back here three years later. I don't even know where to go find. I, I think they're in a drive file somewhere, but that entire podcast um, is not this podcast. Sure. I would need to go find, and maybe we, if I can find it, I will try to link to the last conversation you and I had across microphones, which I do think would be fun. If if let me let me start by asking this question. If you were try if you were to try and describe the process of our journey toward a long term home, um, I want you to try to t- tell the story of you and Michelle and your families coming into Grace Auburn. Your family has grown since you arrived here at Grace Auburn. But from when you guys landed with us to becoming an elder, a season of your wife being on staff mm-hmm. with us here and leading Grace Kids. What has your experience been in joining this church as a member and then stepping into a leadership role and responsibility trying to find space that we might grow? Yeah, you know, I'm going to start first with, I um, mean, obviously to my right, to your left, we, we've got the, uh, the map of Auburn here with all the push pins on it, and it's real. And uh, it is 24, 25 months of, of realness and, and a lot of uh, time spent. And I remember when we first started, Lee, it was 6.30 or 7 a.m. meetings. Yes, it right? was. And it was who's bringing the coffee. <laughs> yes, and, it was. You know, do we have some biscuits to go along with it? But uh, this is real. But, um, you know, my wife and I and our, our family's journey to Grace Auburn started um, February of 2019. Mm. Uh, I actually had uh, the privilege of meeting Matt in the parking lot of my first restaurant that I opened here by a mutual friend. Uh, who said, hey, you got to meet this guy who's walking to his car. Matt was obviously having a probably a, a meeting with, um, you know, potential folks coming on board at Grace Auburn um, at, at Starbucks. Uh, this is pre-Trinity, um, so it's probably when y'all were meeting at, at Ross House Coffee. Mm. So that was his office, right? Mm. So um, I met I met, um, met Matt there in the parking lot of Starbucks, and it was great. And then the rest is history. And, um, you know, I it, it's been a journey here at Grace Auburn. We've lived all over the country for my career over the past 20 years. We've lived in Dallas, Texas. We went to a, a, a church of 40,000 people. Mm. And um, even trying to get plugged in there and plugging in 
it, it was it was just it was a challenge, sure. right? We've been a part of a 15 member church in Pen- in Pennsylvania, and we would go every Sunday and go to Wawa and get hoagies and go to a park afterwards, and it was beautiful, right? And so it's like, how do you find that happy median space right in between, sure. or how do you connect and how do you plug in into a church? And uh, and and we jumped in full steam ahead from the get go because that's what we did in every town that we have moved in across the country here at Grace Auburn when we did. How long had y'all been here when you met Matt? In the was it fall of nineteen, spring of nineteen? It was the spring of nineteen. So spring of nineteen, we would have been renovating this building. Yep. We moved in that summer. Yep. When did you guys begin worshiping with us? We started worshiping in. Well, it must have been. Maybe I'm I'm incorrect on that, Lee. I'm sorry. It was the it was eighteen then. So that was for sure. I'm sorry. We were because we were at Trinity, so I apologize. Okay. It was the spring of eighteen. All right. When I met Matt, for sure, Ross. A hundred percent. Because that was before I opened my restaurant, which I opened in nineteen. So sorry about that. Time's getting away from me. So it was the spring of eighteen. Met Matt. Uh, We were attending a a church here locally in town, um, and then met Matt. So then we started at Trinity. Okay. Right. The first people we met when we walked in that front door was beautiful curly haired Jack Summers and his beautiful wife Kelly. Uh, They were. I think they were the greeting (laughs) team for every Sunday for quite a while. For a while, they were. Awesome, awesome. Love them to death. Um, So Trinity, it was beautiful. What we loved about Trinity is at that stage of life for us, I was opening a business and I was working every Sunday morning. So we were able to go to church on Sunday night, Um, but it was beautiful, man. I mean, just praying with everybody at the beginning of a service for the unreached people groups. yeah, doing doing life in church with twenty to twenty five people was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. I remember we did Easter Sunday um, lunch after church one. That, it must have been the the Easter of eighteen, mm. um, and then we moved here. So what we left Trinity with twenty five to forty uh, members, and what fifty here at seven twenty East Glen. Yeah, um, coming over here, the renovations. Um, and that's kind of when Michelle and I jumped in full steam ahead yes. um, and really wanted to start serving um, in any and every capacity we can. She has a heart for for children and being a teacher. Um, I've got a heart just for serving, right, yeah. in any capacity, way, shape, or form. So we jumped in. Our kids were right behind us jumping in. Um, and you really get to see the heartbeat of a church yes, when, right. when you do that. Um, you know, that, that's one thing I would tell anybody. I don't care if you go to Grace Auburn or you go to a mega, a, a large, large church, jump in and serve Yeah, because that's how you're going to get connected. Yeah, Sundays are great for corporate worship, but getting connected and being able to live life and, and do life outside of that the other six days a week is, is what's very important. So, um, so super glad to be here. Super yeah. um, excited to be a part of this uh, this journey of of trying to find our next space and uh, and 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 to see where the Lord's going to take us because He can do what only He can do. That's right. And He will do what only He will do. Yeah, that's right. We have you know Lacey and I landed at Grace Auburn. Uh, I think so. The church began worship in June of eighteen. You guys were a part of that that summer going into the fall. We, uh, I think I preached multiple times that fall for Matt while he was traveling back and forth for his residency. And we were so excited when our church, former church, sent us to help plant this church. We were so excited to be in the beginning of a church working on, man, what is, what is this culture going to look like? What are, how are we going to love one another? How are we going to care for one another? How are we going to worship together? How are we, so many of the things that were being formed the vision that was becoming a reality at that point were so exciting. And I think for some people, especially if you landed, either you were a part of that at Trinity, which I think very few people who are now here were a part of that. You're in a very small minority of people that were a part of Trinity Lutheran. And I hope sharing the video and some other things were were a way uh, for us to show just a little bit, a snapshot of that story. But even if it was early uh, fall of 2019 or even right, right before COVID in, you know, February of 2020, 
I think there's this sense of loss for some people, the, 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 almost the nostalgia of the good old days. But every time I hear that, every time I think that, every time I even feel that somewhere inside of me, I have to remember that God has been so good to continue bringing more and more people both to salvation, mm-hmm. into community, mm-hmm. finding their place to grow people as they move into the Auburn community, and it continues to grow. I think I read that between 20 and 2023, 20, so between the last census and the beginning of this year, Auburn is up almost 9% already. Um, so just the the speed by which it grows, the need for more churches, mm-hmm. the need for churches to continue to grow. That really did put us in a posture of as soon as we came out of COVID and life went back to whatever normal was going to be mm-hmm. after that, for us to go, okay, unless we want to worship 19 times in a weekend, that's right. um, which for those of you that don't know, that's a, that's a beat down yeah. on the team, mm-hmm. preaching, uh, the number of volunteers, and 19 obviously is an exaggeration, but anything really beyond three we have found is just not sustainable mm-hmm. as a staff and as uh, those who are constantly, and you know this, having lived with someone that was on staff for a good long while with us, that that amount of work over the course of, of the long haul, the, the cumulative effect of that amount of work can just be exhausting. And so we don't want to make this decision because we're tired. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. I, I think what we are hopeful for is to be in a space where we can continue to grow to be at one or two services and to continue growing as a church that we might do the work of ministry, mm-hmm. whether that be church planting or it be sending missionaries or it be in reaching more college students or welcoming more internationals or discipling our young people all the way through our homes and sending them out from here. We really do feel like a little bit bigger space would afford us all the opportunity that we need, all the room that we need to really do the type of ministry that we feel called to. And so you mentioned the map. Um, I held this up on Sunday morning. Uh, This isn't one of those bougie podcasts that has a camera on this side so that I could reference our YouTube channel. We don't have that going on. So I want to paint the picture of the Auburn area. Um, The the map that I have is 42 inches by 40 inches. Uh, It's been in my office since the summer of 2021, as we began this journey looking for property. And it is um, multicolored pushpins, and those pushpins contain a host of information. Some of them are uh, existing churches that are preaching the gospel faithfully on Sunday mornings. It is um, land for sale, land that's not for sale, but could be for the right price. It is buildings that are for sale, buildings that are not for sale, but might be uh, buildings that are not for sale that will probably never be. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did this, we wanted to throw everything we could possibly think of on the map. Uh, and effectively, one of us, somewhere along the way, uh, as a part of that team, we called all of these properties. We called all of these landowners. We called all of these businesses. We called all of these churches. Uh, we called the city to see if we could do this in an industrial park. The answer was no. Um, I mean, we. We called anything and everything we possibly could, and we told people in conversation after conversation, hey, if you see something or you want to know if we've called about it, please send it our way because we are not opposed nor ashamed of calling anyone about anything. So uh, just some examples. Uh, We called uh, the mall, which you are very familiar with having a restaurant in that area. We called the new Auburn Bank building downtown trying to rent an entire floor Mm -hmm. 
uh, that didn't fit the business model for the bank. We called the old Clarion Hotel that is in desperate need of revitalization. We called numerous strip malls about numerous properties. We called, I don't even know how many real estate agents asking about, well, what about this piece of land? Mm -hmm. What about this track? My question in sharing all of that with you um, is I want to know just personally, this is selfish because I'm, I'm asking people that are in, that, that know as much about this process as you do. Was there one of them you were just super stoked about, that you were super excited about somewhere along the way that you were like, oh my gosh, this could be it? Yeah. You know, uh, being, uh, living here in Auburn for about six years now, um, and, and Clearly, if I'm looking around, we'll say inside the perimeter, right? East University, Sir yeah. Jordan, yeah. Um, which I call ITP coming from Atlanta, right? 285 <laughs> going around Atlanta inside, inside the perimeter. Um, the, the land and the buildings, yeah, it's like we live in Las Vegas, which is a good thing maybe, right? <laughs> I mean, just from like how, how much people value the land, how much it's worth. Right. Um, and uh, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, right? It's, a, it's sure. a good thing if you're trying to sell it. And it's a bad thing if you're trying to buy it. <laughs> right. right. But uh, to answer your question, two things. For, I'll give you one building and one land. All right, go ahead. Uh, the building to me that I thought was like, man, if we could do something with this, and you, you, you've already said it was the Clarion. Ah. Just because I think the, uh, the, the history that it has there, and if we could turn that yes. into saving some souls and saving some lives and bringing people to Jesus, that would be kind of cool to revitalize that just because it needs yes. Right. Um, nothing against the, the current owner there, but I just think it would be a, a cool revitalization of that kind of corner. Uh, but for me, land wise, um, was the piece of land over across for the street from the new elementary school, Wood, Woodland, Woodland Pines? Woodland Pines. On yes. Farmville Road. Yes. Uh, and I think, you know, I mean, Matt, or Lee, you and I and Matt walked that. I'm sure others of y'all walked yes. it as well. And just yes. I think, you know, when you look at that vast rolling hills and land and, you know, Matt's. And y'all's dream about what kind of, you know, church uh, building that we put there from an architecture standpoint. You could have a, a garden over here and places to go just be in, in prayer and, and, and mm. quiet solitude with the Lord. Mm. Uh, I just kind of saw that. Uh, but once again, it was a door that was closed for us. So Farmville Road for me, and I, you know what, if I'm being a little bit... Uh, um, biased to it and selfish. It's probably because I kind of live in that area. Hey, that's too. okay. So I asked. Right, right I asked. I wanted selfish. Right around the corner. Yes, from right. the house. So, uh, uh, but but yeah, those two those two places for me. Um, but um, yeah, we. I mean, Lee. I, I mean, we've been doing this for two years, and the amount of phone calls <laughs> that I've made, the amount of uh, you know uh, walking tours that I've done with yeah. you guys, and then you couple that with everybody else that's been a part of this journey. Yeah, it's been um, unbelievably, awesomely exhausting. Yes. Right. Yes. The, for me, the Clarion was my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, partly the story, partly the redemptive value of it. Partly, man, that's a lot of square feet. Yeah, it is. I love a renovation. I joke about how there's two types of people. There's old house people and new house yeah, people. Right. And like you either like want something that you don't have to think about and can move in ready to, or you like a project. And I have only ever bought older homes. And so part of me loved the idea of the story. Part of me loved, to your point, um, I could walk there yeah. Um, yeah. from my home. Yeah. So there was, there, was that, there was that part of it, too. I'll do the same as you then. If, if that was the building and we're in agreement there, then for me, the land was probably, um, it's the yellow pen at North College and yeah. Shug Jordan. It's been for sale for, for a long time. And I was excited because it was for sale. It wasn't like we were trying to track some owner yep. down that lived in, you know, Southern California somewhere. It sure. was more a function of 
here is 11 acres or almost 11 acres that is almost entirely a rock slab. <laughs> and so the idea of having to, trying to build something, now granted, you could make all kinds of analogies you to sure the gospel. Could. However, when it comes to modern building uh, fundamentals, uh, we were told by everybody that had ever like touched it that it was a train wreck. Don't even go there. That was probably for me the one I got the most excited about. That really we never even had any long dialogue about. Um, you know, ironically, as we continue this process, the Farmville Road property mm. um, back for sale. Yeah, I know. Um, and so I want to I, I want to I, I share all of this to say, and I want us to remem- remember that. As a group of leaders and elders and pastors, it's our job to uh, consistently ask the Lord, God, how are you leading this group of people? Mm-hmm. And we said that from the very beginning of this process, that we want to be candid, we want to be open, we want to be honest, we want everything to be as transparent and as authentic as possible. And so in bringing the Skyway Drive property onto the map, and it now has its own pushpin off to the right, just outside <clears> of the <throat> loop here next to the airport, we recognize that on a scale of like what we envisioned versus what it is, I don't think it's at all what anybody like dreamed of from the very beginning. I don't know. I could be wrong. Somebody could totally like come around that was part of this team going, no, I think you guys should have been after this from the beginning. But in so many ways, after as many different conversations that we had that were unavailable for this one to have become available as it is, for it to be the price that it is, for it to have the total amount of square footage that it has, honestly, for it to be what it is and what it could be, um, it, it, it appears to be one of those things where you're like, all right, Lord, would you show us how maybe any of the thoughts, any of the visions, any of the convenience, any of the things that we thought might have been a better fit um, are those things that we need to die to that we might walk in obedience to you. And so that's where we are today. So I appreciate you indulging my selfish ask as mm-hmm. to, you know, what was something that you were super yeah. excited about. Uh, I, I've yet to have somebody ask this question. I've spent much of, I've spent much of this week uh, since we sent an email to our members. Uh, this is a shameless plug. If you're not yet a member um, and you're listening to this podcast and you'd like real-time weekly updates of what's going on in the life of this church, our communication uh, coordinator, Caroline Sassnett does a fantastic mm-hmm. job of getting content to our members on a weekly basis. She did so this week in light of our sermon on Sunday for those of us who were traveling or who were not in worship. And so we cannot more highly recommend at any point in the life of this church, but for sure right now, if you are in the process of becoming a member, would you consider this uh, just as open and clear of an invitation to membership with us, to being a part of this family? But since we did that over the weekend since we announced that we were under contract and that here is what our due diligence period looks like. And the contract essentially just enables us, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, the time, the space to pray, to talk, and to vote as a group of people. And so this week I've tried to think of what are the questions going to be? And some of them some of them are starting to come in via email. Some of them are starting to come in via conversations that we're having one-on-one, uh, one of the things that I keep coming back to is for the person who asked the question, whoa, 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 this kind of feels mm, fast. really fast. This kind of feels all of a sudden, how, if you were sitting down over coffee, if you ran into them at Starbucks or wherever, or Ross House Coffee, um, what, how, would you, how would you answer? 
How would you respond to them? That's a great question, Lee. So I, I want to give some context, though, to maybe some of our members and even just attenders here at Grace might be curious on, as an elder team, Lee, how often do we meet? Right? And we meet that, twice a month. That's right. So that is every other week. Um, I, I've spoken to other folks out there who have been elders at other churches or are elders at other churches maybe once a month. Yeah. So we are 26 times a year. Mm. Is that about right? Uh, 24. 24. Okay, there you go. 12 times 2. Okay, <laughs> and 24. There you go. Thank you, sir. My math is not uh, it's okay. So 24 times 2, 48 times. So let's just say 48 times over the past two years yes. uh, this elder team has met. And, um, you know, a large part of our conversation has been around what's next, yeah. right? So this, to me, has not been all of a sudden at all. Mm. But not everybody knows that. They don't have right. – and, and that's, you know, our leadership is is here to, to step in and, and be that part. I want to kind of share a little bit of a story. I was thinking about this, Lee, when you asked me to to come on this podcast and um, have these discussions with you. Um, Michelle and I, with our adoption journey, yeah. okay, when we first, and this will make sense at the end of it, so um, when we first uh, started the adoption journey nine years ago um, with our son Jackson now, who at that time, of course, we didn't know who our, our, our child was going to be, you kind of, you fill out these paperwork, who, what, what fits your family, what age range, mm-hmm. do you want to, do you want a male, a female, uh, can you take special needs, this and that, so you do a lot of kind of pre-work and, and, and fill out a lot of forms on, on how, on what, on what kind of child that you can bring into your home. And so we were convinced that the Lord wanted us to have a daughter, right? Mm. And we were convinced by that because we had, at the time, two boys and a girl, Uh right? Now, our adoption journey stalled a little bit because we got pregnant in it with a girl. So anyways, (laughs) that has nothing to do with the story. But um, so we were presented with a case of a boy, Mm. okay? And we were... We were set on, well, you asked us what we wanted, and right. so our yes, it was on the table. And so you asked us what we wanted um, to the, uh, not asked us what we wanted, what, what child would fit our family. And so we said we would like a girl between the age of two and four to fit in the, the birth range of our other children. And so a, a boy was presented to us, and we passed on that boy, right? Mm-hmm. And we thought that, you know, if we said we wanted a girl two to four, why would you present us with a boy you know, it's a newborn or whatever. Um, so n- nothing else happened. Nothing else happened for a while. Six months later, that same boy came back around to us. All right. Uh, and that same boy is Jackson Weeks. Yeah. And we are so thankful and so grateful and honored and privileged to be his, his parents. And I say that, Lee, and guess what? In that time frame, when, it, when his uh, case came to us, it was like, you got to let us know tom- tomorrow. We've mm-hmm. already presented this case once to you. If not, we'll have to go on to the next. So uh, it's, it, w- it was a pretty quick that's what happened here with Skyway. I, I'm mm. not comparing those two at all, but it's just a, from a story standpoint sure. to say if our yes was on the table, but hey, Lord, what do you want? Yeah, this church is yours. This right. Grace Auburn Little C Church is not, it, it, we, we are part of the big C, yes. right? We are part of the global church of what you are doing here. Um, and so if that's the case, we have to have complete faith and trust that you're going to do what only you can do. Yes, yeah, right. Because you're right, Lee, if you look at this and you look at the magnitude of it, even though we've been having discussions around it for two years, not specifically Skyway Drive, but just as a whole, this yeah. whole process, yeah. how do we do it? Well, we, we can't do it anything alone, right? We can't right. do anything in our own flesh. Right. But if we completely put this in the, in the hands of the Lord and say, Lord, if it's your will, mm. and we are not getting in uh, Matt's way, Lee's way, Mark's way, other elders' way, and we think that our, what, what we think is better than, than, than the plan you have for us, then yeah, this is sudden and quick. Yeah. But Lee, we have gone round and round, and this is the second time this one's come back around. It has. And yeah. it's and it's not it's come back in a way that is favorable to Grace Auburn. That's right. Very favorable. That's right. Um now it goes back to our initial conversation. Uh land in Auburn, 
is land in Auburn, man. Right. I mean, it is it is expensive. Yeah. Um, especially ITP, right? Inside right. the perimeter. We're, <laughs> we're kind of right there on that cusp. And, and Lee, to your point, this is a beautiful building. I thought mm-hmm. that aerial shot that uh, was taken, you did a great job on, on that, by the way, with um, just kind of giving a whole uh, view of, you know, from start to where we are today. But the, the, what mm. I think we can do to turn that church or oh, yeah. that building into oh, yeah. a home, a yeah. church home for us, is going to be great. And the space, man, and, and being able to bring people to the table, Lee. I mean, we, yeah. um, it, it's kind of like a restaurant, right? So if I had a one Barberitos here in town. I would see people drive past it because the line's out the door. Mm. So how do I fix that? Well, I go put another one five miles down the road. Sure. Right? And that alleviates some of that stress here. Well, it's hard to do that here with the church when we just have one church building. Yes, we can go plant churches, and that's a whole other conversation that, sure. that we talk about on a frequent basis as well. But that's the reality of it, Lee, where people, you know, as, as I like how you alluded to the 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 uh, the children's blue chairs, you know, on Sunday morning out in the lobby. That's the truth. I think I sat in one of those a few weeks back and it's okay. Yeah. But for folks who'd never been here before, it might be overwhelming. It's hard. So, um, all of a sudden it has been Skyway drive has come back to us full circle. Um, I feel like we have prayed over this specifically. I feel like, um, we have prepared mm. ourselves for this moment yep. and, um, in a way that if this is the will of the Lord for this to be Grace Auburn's next church, then I think we walk right through that door. That's so good. I, the The more I think about the process, the more I think about the the people that the Lord has brought along the way. You know, there are four of us as elders that sit on this search, this facility search team, as we called it. Like, as you mentioned, we began super early in the morning because of the working schedules of some of the men. But everyone else on that team, and I don't want to mention them by name for their own sakes sure. at, at this point, but I can mention Jack Summer, also mm-hmm. an elder on that team. And then three people whose real estate experience, I mean, just the three of them alone oh goes to the the almost 100 years plus side of things. They know everything about this town. And it was one of those things where, you know, if if there were, there were no, if we said them all by name, you would know exactly who they are. There are no more knowledgeable, experienced, professional men in this world, or in this world, in this world for sure, yes. in this community yes. that the Lord could have brought to us. And we love them. We love their families. We're so excited for them to have been a part of this church. But we say from we have said from the very beginning that Grace Auburn uh, exists for the city campus and nations to know and love Jesus by establishing authentic gospel communities, and He has done that by bringing the right people at the right time with the right giftings and the right skill sets. And these men were no different. They would say that their giftings or skill sets are no more important in the kingdom of God than anyone else's. But I mean it when I say that there were moments. I, th- I probably said this to you. I know I said this to Matt. There were moments where I was like, I don't know what else to do because these guys are beating the streets more than anybody else for their own business's sake, much less for this church as well. But we knew they were doing that, and there was just this profound sense of trust. Lord, you know. You know the right place. You know the right timing. Uh, and to your point, this building was for lease for multiple years. We entertained the idea of leasing it and really felt like that was more money in rent that we were than we were willing to pay that would have been good stewards of that building. And then through some circumstances for the owner, it came up that it, they were going to sell it. And for us in that moment, it made total sense for us to, if, if nothing else, to, if nothing else, bring it before our body as what we perceive to be the best open door option that the Lord has put before us. And so I want to ask you one final question before we get to the end of it, and this kind of relates to what I was just saying. The other question, if one of them is kind of the speed of which this whole process seems to be going, and to be fair, we still have 
you know, close to 80 days left in our due diligence period, plus, you know, what is needed to go to closing uh, in the spring if our membership decides to vote it through in November. The other question that I have kind of not not heard, but have felt in my own heart is if somebody asks you, so if somebody were to ask you, hey, it just kind of feels like, it just kind of feels like the leaders have already decided this and they're just trying to push it through. Mm -hmm. That it's just that this is more of a, a rubber stamp. Um, I want to, in as many different ways, in as many different places, both electronically, digitally, via the podcast, or on stage, or in one-on-one conversations, I want us to speak to that consistently. Um, how would you respond to someone who says, it just feels like the elders of Grace Auburn are just trying to push this through? Yeah, it's a great question, and, and I can understand if you aren't part of the conversations that we have, whether it's um, the, the real estate team that we had put together to try to find the location or a part of the elder team or part of the staff team. If you're not part of one of those teams, which is a very small group of folks, um, then you would you might think that. Mm. And if you weren't a part of this church last January right. when we met at the Auburn Hotel and Conference Center, when we presented what we thought was an opportunity that, guess what, sure. a door closed, yeah. then you might think that as well. Um, I, I, I think if you have those questions, mm. I strongly encourage you to 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 come and talk to leadership. Sure, you know we, we, the other thing I love about this church um, that I you know I even brought it up at our elders meeting this past week that it's it's to the it's to the absolute benefit and sometimes can be to the detriment because of just margin mm. of is how free you guys are to anybody who wants to talk mm. and I think that's just absolutely amazing um, a, as well as myself as well as other elders as yeah. well as staff members yeah. I mean, that's just that's what the body of Christ does yeah. right so. To, to if you think it's something that's been pushed through too fast and, whoa, you presented this, and I guess at the end of the day, too, Lee, in the real estate world, there's due diligence periods. Sure. And we have to, we can't say, hey, give us a year. No. I mean, it just, I don't think it would work. Sure. Right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would probably assume. Um, I mean, in my restaurant world, I've got an LOI out on another building, and I got 90 days to figure right. out if I'm going to do it or not. Right. So this is the same thing with this. Um, so we are being, uh, the, the work we put into it to this point, I think if it was Skyway Drive or if it was somewhere on Glen or somewhere on Dean or somewhere on Sanford or somewhere, we would be faced with this right now too. Sure. And we'd be faced with a time frame, yep. especially if there's a building that we have to, you know, either um, understand that we can do it or not. And you know what, Lee? This is a large building. Yeah. This is not uh, the size of 720 East Glen. No. Right? Um, you know the numbers. It's how, it's how six times. It's six times the size. Six it's times 50, the size. So we currently sit in ten thousand square feet. Yep. This is fifty-seven thousand square feet. Some of which nice. may be phased in. Some of it yeah. may be rented out for other things. Some of it may be used for things down the road that we don't even know yet. That's right. That's right. We we got a green space that we can go ahead and put a kids playground on. Yes. We've got park, ample parking. Yes. Um. I mean, it, it's it's in the proximity of serving the campus, uh, the community, the nations. I mean, it's it, it's we're still it, our DNA is still going to be able to be so alive and so vibrant in this location. So pushing something through, I can understand if you have not been a part of this church for a long period of time. Sure. Um. If you're not part of if you're not privy to a lot of the conversations that happen on a daily basis with leadership and month, weekly conversations that you could feel that I just received something in the mail today from Grace Auburn. Mm. It says it's that, that card that y'all handed out Sunday. Yes. If you were at church on Sunday, if you listen to this podcast, if you, uh, you know, watch the sermon, um, if you have conversation, if you're in a community group, yes. there is ample ways to find out. So I'm going to challenge people that if you feel like that, then maybe 
you know, ask yourself, are you committed in, in, in being committed to Grace Auburn, mm. wherever that church is, mm. right? Because that to me is you will find out all the DNA of everything going on w- within this church in one of those ways, shapes, or forms. So um, I, I don't feel, and I've had a lot of conversations with folks, uh, regular church attenders that have been here as long as I have, some longer people that have been here for two weeks, um, some internationals that go to Auburn here that either are uh, attenders or um, they also are part of the church body here. And I, I think just like anything, change mm. is scary. Sure. It's in, change is inevitable. Sure. Um, we're not growing because we want to be fancier or something bigger or something better. We are growing because we feel like it's going to, uh, we said it perfect. We want to create more room at the table for people to come. Yeah, that's good. You know, um, so, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's opposite of what we do by saying we're going to push something through quick, but it's not who we are and it's not what we're doing. And I feel like we are, we have been very methodical in this approach thus far. That's good. I appreciate you sharing all that. Uh, as we wrap this thing up, do you have as, as, one of my elders as a brother, as a shepherd, and as a friend. Do you have any last thoughts, anything you want to share with the people of Grace Auburn as we wrap this conversation? This is an exciting time to be a part of Grace Auburn right now. It really, really is. It's uh, In five years that we've been a part of it, the growth that we're seeing, the, 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 the families, the, 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 the single adults, the college students, the high school kids. I've got seven kids, Lee, as you mentioned earlier. So I've got them all from, you know, a three-month-old up to a 15-year-old. So they're, 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 they're experiencing all of that up to uh, Grace Campus for, for the college uh, kids. And I am so concerned in this, in this world that we live in that I want to create an environment for my children to be able to fully love the Lord, mm. fully be able to go out and share the gospel. And I do, we do that in our home on a daily basis. Mm. So when they don't get it at home, they get it here. Sure. They get it here. They get it in their small groups. My daughter was at Ross House Coffee this morning with her small group, yeah. right? My son went out bowling this past week with his small group. I mean, so for me as a, as a dad, right? Mm. But then if you're a single person, if you're a college student, community groups. Yeah. 21 up to 75 is the community group that we have, yeah. right? So it, we, we don't exclude. We're, we're all one big church family. So now is the best time to be a part of, of Grace Auburn. And it's like I've said two times, I think, throughout this podcast. He can do what he can do, and he will do what he will do. And I feel the best days for Grace Auburn are absolutely coming up for us, and the growth that we can experience is going to be a lot of fun. On behalf of the Grace Auburn Church family, thank you for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. If you'd like more information about partnering with us and our mission or ways that you can get connected, please go to our website, graceauburn.church.